0: Hey there, welcome to the Girl Go Global podcast where faith and works are empowered. With every episode, we're embracing our multi-layered lives with faith, know-how, and grit. I'm your host, Dr. Jasmine, and I'm ready to go global with you. Let's get started. Welcome, 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 welcome to the Girl Go Global podcast where faith and works are empowered. We are the community where we are empowering women to join their faith and their works to live the courageous lives that God created them to do. And so today I'm so excited to have my co-host with me, Miss Tiffany Renee of the Tiffany Renee Card Collection and the Muse and the Messenger. She's my girl. You already heard from her in uh, episode one. So don't forget to reach back to that episode to hear that conversation about what it means to go global. Like we dropped some gems in the episode. So if you haven't listened to it, I suggest you roll that back, run that playback and listen. But today, 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 our episode is sponsored by my book, y'all, my book heart rhythm, surviving singleness with faith, know-how, and grit. So we are talking about singleness today. We're talking about love. We're talking about relationships. We're talking about manifestation of their purpose partner, y'all. So stay tuned for this episode. And Tiffany, tell the people, hello, 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 hello. Hey,
1: girlfriends. I am back. I am so honored to be back. this is so, um, awesome to be able to have real life conversation with my good girlfriend, um, and share it with the world. We always used to say we was going to do this. Like we should have shared that with the world, but now we really are. So but now we really um, shout out to you, shout out to that book, um, heart rhythms, uh, I still think it's a good read. What is it? Like a year, a year, year and yeah, a half, two years We we'll published this in
0: December 2020 in the middle of a yeah. pandemic. How almost two,
1: almost two years. Um, how and about that? I think it was a very good read. Um, I loved how you were transparent. I love how you were a straight shooter (laughs) in the book. Um, And you know, I love stories. So I loved how you shared um, the different stories of the experiences that you went through. So shout out to you. And again, I am glad to be back on the mic with you. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you.
0: Thank you. And I'm so glad to have you. Today, this conversation is going to be pretty interesting because we're going to reach back. I guess to about what 2015 to some conversations there mm-hmm. and then run it forward. to now I'm um, talking about relationships and that I, this idea about surviving singleness, about thriving and singleness. And you may have heard um, from me a um, few in a few episodes, just me talking about, you know, I didn't do well with surviving singleness in my singleness, I would say, um, particularly because I was all over the place emotionally And I just wasn't healed and I was attracting what I talk about in my book, the, the wrong type of man for me, you know, the, the most complicated parts of my being, um, allowed me to attract those men who were the representation of the most complicated parts of myself. So I talk about in my book, About how I attracted overly emotional guys, fatherless guys, rejected guys, guys who felt they were abandoned, you know. But in the flip side, I also ran into some pretty dope guys and um, some pretty interesting guys. But because of things with them or things with me, things didn't work out. But I just want to talk about today a little bit about when we were back in the day having conversations about our men dating, relationships, and all that, because we kind of traveled together for quite some time now. So I remember we were back talking about, I gave you this book that a friend, a good, good, good friend of mine gave me, and it was a prayer book, and it had all of these prayers in for different situations, for healing, for jobs or relationships. And in this book, there was a prayer about If you wanted your future spouse, a prayer for your future spouse, and I gave you this book, and I said, Hey, you gotta read this prayer because this prayer is dope. And in the prayer, it's it was a line in there, and it said, Let my husband relocate the locate me. (laughs) That prayer at the time it hit it hit the spot, and we chatted it up, we laughed, we talked about it, but I want to talk about how that prayer came to fruition, how it manifested and how all of our conversations about relationships have now evolved into a new season and a whole new day.
1: Yes, (laughs) It's so funny. I'm over here geeking a little bit. Um, Too bad y'all can't see us visually, but I'm (laughs) geeking because that prayer actually, like it really came true for the both of us um How about that? I can remember um when you met your spouse and he wasn't your spouse yet mm. and um we were talking about where he currently lived
2: mm-hmm.
1: and I remember bringing that prayer back up like okay Lord relocate him so he can oh, locate yeah. her <laughs> and he did he moved from one state when you know when he was dating you to the state that you were in and married you, how about um, that? And I think that's awesome. And I, I almost was like, oh man, that didn't happen for me. And then I had to think about it. Yes, it did. Oh man, because um, I relocated to Atlanta. Mm-hmm. What I didn't know was the same year that I relocated to Atlanta, my partner relocated to Atlanta as well. Oh my, how about
0: that? I didn't know that.
1: Yeah, he relocated to Atlanta as well. And um, the same year, and then we met some years after we both relocated here. So it it was, it's kind of wild. I think what's special about you, our relationship at the time that we met was one, we were looking at life from totally different vantage points. I had just got divorced.
0: Okay.
1: You were single. And so we were looking at things totally different. Right.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, in the beginning and then like a couple of years passed and then we both were on the same page, like, wait, this is what I want. And I think you were more sure about what you wanted. At that time. I think I, I had been single longer. So
0: <laughs> <laughs> you had, you know, you already tried it out. Once. had tried it out once. So. Yeah.
1: Um, and, and, you know, I was supportive of that because I, I do believe in the sanctity of marriage. And I also subscribe to what marriage was created for. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so I wasn't that person who got divorced was like, oh, I'm never getting married again. Mm hmm. Um, I was that person like, I need a moment, but I'm gonna get back out there in a minute. You know, (laughs) give me a moment to recalibrate, you know, I need a moment to recalibrate. Um, and just to put things in alignment, you know, for what I thought that I needed. And then just to kind of be in line with what, you know, God had for me. I didn't want to, I didn't want to, I didn't want to block anything from coming my way because of, um leftover feelings Mm. or inconvenient feelings is what I like to call them a lot of times inconvenient feelings. So Mm
2: -hmm.
1: anyway, so, you know, I I needed that pause, but in the midst of my pausing and having fun, Mm -hmm. (laughs) that's, that's what I was doing, having fun. And, uh, you actually were positioning yourself to receive what it is that you actually asked for.
0: Yeah, I, I, for sure. I had went through a terrible breakup. Um date myself here. Back in, I guess it was like 2011. It was a terrible breakup. I guess kind of got ghosted and, you know, some other stuff had transpired. And I was just like, God, this ain't working. You know, I thought it was a p- potential p- possibility. And then I was like, you know what? Something ain't right. I'm not right. I'm not attracting the type of man that I know that you have for me. And so I took a strategic pause. And when you talk about, you know, we often say, you know, you got to get yourself together. I, I literally did that before I jumped back out there in the dating pool. Everybody doesn't do that. But that was for me, I was so hurt that for me, my mind, heart or spirit could not take A breakup it literally could not take another breakup so I decided to take a strategic pause and figure out what was best for me and that meant being single for like five years you know I dated I dated um but as far as being in a relationship and I did meet a few people who I thought might be good candidates and good catches but for me it was more about okay god let me clean house and that meant cleaning me up that meant going and searching myself figure out who i needed to forgive and figuring out who i needed to heal from or what i needed to heal from as relates to childhood hurts and a whole bunch of other stuff but you can read in my book and um it had a faith enough to say okay god I'm going to start praying for my husband, which I did. And that's how we probably ended up with this prayer book. Someone gave me the book and I started praying this prayer f- about my husband. And I have to say okay. that when I did meet my husband, he said um, he, w- he was in a long-term relationship. I think he said it was in like a three or four year relationship. I said, oh, cause I was praying. I was, I was praying that the Lord break you break, break up the relationship that he might be in hello I was praying there. he was no he literally told me that he couldn't figure out why he and this girl kept breaking I said oh because I was praying I was in my living room with my on my floor praying for my husband I petitioned the Lord to break up my husband from being in, in a relationship that was not meant for him and to do all kinds of healing in his life and to help his business or help him in school, whatever, I try to cover all my bases. <laughs> Even pray for my future in-laws because I know people have issues with in-laws. So you can be specific with God. That. Hello, that's that faith aspect of where I live with this whole Girl Go Global podcast.
1: It was bold prayers. Um, yeah. God honors honest, honest, bold prayers. Um, that's what I know for sure. And I think... <clears throat> Some of those prayers happened on our lunch break with the door closed. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> on the floor of the office. Like I remember those times. Um, and I think you brought up a really good point. Um, one thing that we need to be very specific about is what we were doing and why we were, why we were doing it. Jasmine was in a place after her healing that she wanted to be in partnership. Mm-hmm. again
2: mm-hmm.
1: I was in a place where and you wanted to be a partnership to get married yeah I was in a place where I wanted to be in partnership but I didn't want to get married at that moment Yeah, <laughs> so, I I you mean, know
0: rightfully so but the reason why we were, of
1: something. right so the reason why we were dating the purpose you know our purposes were different they differed but in the midst of all of that I saw the desire for your desire for that, which you sought out, um, where I didn't have that desire. Eventually down the line, I got it. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Eventually Mm -hmm. I got it. And I shifted, I shifted how I behaved and I shifted how I was moving because I wanted to now align with the purpose that I intended. Yeah. Right. Uh, So I think I think that's something really important to kind of point out.
0: But talk about what made you shift. Like, I know, you know, obviously, I wouldn't think that most people who come out of a, a divorce, come out of a relationship, want to jump right back into a marriage, typically. Okay, but what made you shift? You know, what changed your mind and how and how long did it take you to change your mind?
1: Well, it took a while. So I'm a date. I'm a date myself a little bit. I got divorced in 2013.
0: Okay.
1: And I.
0: When we met. Yeah, I didn't realize. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Yeah.
1: I didn't start focusing on the fact that, okay, I want to be married again until within these last three. Three, three, to four years. Okay. Okay. So it was a gap because I would have been divorced for um yeah, almost 10 years, right?
2: Okay. And
1: so the last three of three to four years, I would say. So I guess I took a six year hiatus. Yeah.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> and I just was doing my thing. And it's crazy that you were saying like, you know, your husband was like, "Oh, I didn't understand why I wasn't working out with this girl," and you were like, "That's because I was praying." So, <laughs> because when I started praying, I was very, very specific. Like, God, I want exactly who you want for me. But these are the things that I would like. These are my preferences. <laughs> okay. Okay. But you know, but I want to be in your will, and I want exactly who it is that you want. So, if that person is living. In a situation that's not in alignment with what your plan is, align it. Mm-hmm. It is. It's funny because my um, partner, who I believe um, is my partner on purpose mm-hmm. and in purpose, mm-hmm. uh, we got married the same year, we got divorced the same year, and we moved here the same year. Oh my! Wow. Yeah. So there's a lot of correlation or whatever. Uh, and I think. I'm a believer. So I think that God had a lot to do with that. I don't think that God wastes anything.
0: No, for sure.
1: And I do believe that we had to go through what we went through with someone else Mm -hmm. in order to be who we are today in order to be in the relationship and the partnership that we're in today. Yeah. Um, and, 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 his experience and my experience was not the same, like mm-hmm. at all. Like he, you know, um, I remember when I first met, he used to be like, why y'all not still married? <laughs> Cause <laughs> it just was like, y'all are easy. Y'all are super easy. Why y'all not still married? Yeah. Uh, and you know, like he gave me, you know, his reasons and they were understandable. And it wasn't anything bad. It was just, you know, time and, and things of that nature. Uh, We both got married pretty young and um, had children and, you know, stuff like that. So, you know, my partner and his ex-wife are really good friends. Like they are really, you know, they have a really good relationship. So I just think that just to kind of circle back to that, like when something is supposed to happen, it will happen.
0: Yeah, we just got to be ready to receive it when it happens. Stop so trying to control. Me, how about that? That takes me to you know a conversation that I had with my sister when I was dating my husband, and I was just kind of you know going back and forth like I don't know, Lord, is this the one? Because you know I'm still traumatized from other experiences, so I'm still just trying to guard it. And my husband, I mean, my sister said, "Do you want a man or not? <laughs> you got this good yep. man over here. He want to be with you. Do you want a man or not? Okay, so." you know, it's, we got to be ready to receive the blessing when the blessing come, we can't give it away.
1: We can't. And a lot of us almost do
0: mm.
1: or do a lot of us almost do or do. True, true. I, And I can think, you know, before I started seriously dating my partner,
2: mm-hmm.
1: I did a lot of work. I did a lot of work to make sure I wasn't bringing in nothing old, to the situation yeah yeah uh and I you know I, I did a lot of self-reflection
2: mm-hmm. I did
1: I, you know I, I explored where s- s- some of the feelings were coming from uh feelings of abandonment feelings of rejection mm-hmm. and uh I remember people used to be like girl who rejected you and I'm thinking like, it's not surface level rejection. It's, yes. not, it's, it's not surface level rejection. It's this a different type
0: like, of rejection. You know, it's one thing to have heartbreak rejection, but there are other forms of rejection.
1: Yeah. Like my, my parents got divorced when I was a teenager, you know what I mean? And um, you know, it changed this, the family system. It changed the dynamics of how we operate it. And I looked at that as a form of rejection. You know mm. what I mean. I looked at that as a form of abandonment, and I talked to my dad pretty frequent. You know, yeah. <laughs> on today, you know, but back then it, it felt like that. And so when it's when it's when it's rejection that is caught up in your marinade. Mm. So oh, that's I, I look at how I look at how we were raised, right? I call that your marinade, mm-hmm. your experiences, the things you went through. What you were taught at, at a you know younger age, that's your marinade.
2: Mm.
1: What you witnessed, that's your marinade. Mm-hmm. And your marinade, whether shows up in present day. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it shows up unless you unless you address it, unless you decide, like, you know what, that's an agreement that I no longer agree to. Let me revamp that. Or that's a negative schema that I no longer subscribe to. Mm. Let me revamp that. Let me change. Let me let me reframe that. So I did a lot of reframing in preparation yeah. for this relationship. I didn't know who it was. I didn't know how it was coming. Uh and I was a safe dater, right? I only date, I dated people who my people knew already. Right. Okay. I didn't I didn't That's date a like a date, you know. I didn't date a stranger. I needed somebody who was connected. So, you know, if this person was shady or did something shady someone else besides me could hold them accountable right
2: Mm -hmm.
1: so but my partner I met him as a stranger which is Mm -hmm. totally out of my comfort zone
0: do you want to tell the people how y'all met are you ready to tell the people how y'all met not
1: yet not yet I I don't mind I don't mind (laughs) so it's it's quite and he knows this story so I'm not sharing nothing with y'all that he don't already know uh, but I had a friend who was like, no, you should, try it. you should try it. I was like, I don't think so. So my assistant was like, Oh yeah, you should, you should try it. And I'm also a homebody. So mm-hmm. I had girlfriends like fussing at me, like, well, how are you going to meet somebody legit if you don't even go outside? And I'm like, I do not <laughs> go outside, but you know, so, so anyway, so they convinced me, uh, i was like okay fine but i'm not doing it i'm not gonna do it y'all could do it so they pulled up the first thing i got on was i think bumble but that was too much for me mm-hmm. and i messed around and met somebody that i had already dated before mm-hmm. on Bumble. so i was like nah that's an omen <laughs> like you know thank oh, you oh <laughs> why why am i meeting him again <laughs> i guess and i don't legit, even know nothing about that but do you
0: put in your criteria so, and i
1: guess yeah, you put in here criteria, but uh, with Bumble, like, they can't talk to you unless you like them.
0: So that means you like So did I should like have just passed it.
1: I did like him, but I <laughs> just want to be like, what are you doing on here? You know what I'm saying? Because okay. it wasn't like somebody who was out of my life. He was still around. We were friends, oh, wow. but it was just weird. Okay, oh, good. Um, so anyway, so, and then Bumble, you have to, like, initiate the conversation and... I can be extroverted when I'm, when I'm intending to. So, uh, you know, I'm like, I'm starting a conversation first for this person. But anyway, Bumble was too much for me. Couldn't do it. So my friend came back like, no, you got to try Hinge. Cause every day I was like, I'm quitting this. I'm shutting this down. I want to do this. So she's like, yeah, try Hinge. I was like, well, I'm not creating it. So my assistant actually ended up like creating my profile on Hinge. She picked the pictures and, but she did ask me the questions. And so I got answered the questions and Hinge seemed a little bit more like I think the concept behind Hinge was it was created for you to get off the app. Okay. So
0: okay
1: so yeah, so I did that or whatever. And I met I met I dated two guys off of the Hinge app. Really? One of them, one of them is my current partner. Okay. Uh, but yeah, so yeah, I thought it two guys and it was crazy because like, I don't know, he said something like he had unicorn vibes and I'm like, what you know about unicorn vibes? You know, <laughs> now I'm intrigued, right? Uh, and then to come find out his, his best friend, who's a female, uh, told him, you know, he was ready, like, I'm ready to share everything I built with somebody. And so she was like, well, do it on a dating app. Like you can read out people really quick because if y'all don't have something in common, y'all not going to even meet. And if y'all do have something in common, maybe, you know, you can, you know, build upon that. So he did it and he, it was crazy. Cause I was like, I prayed like God remove the, mind you, I'm dating this guy. I'm dating one guy and I meet him on there, but I don't really pay him any attention because I'm dating this guy, you know, and we're having a good time. We're enjoying each other's company. Uh And I prayed this prayer one night, like, God, just remove anybody that I'm not supposed to build with. Okay. Everybody started dropping. <laughs> You're like, wait a minute, I ain't mean it that quick. <laughs> I was like, Not like this, but I had been praying specifically for certain things. I was praying for a house. I was praying for a partner. I was in that frame of mind now. Okay. Like, okay, this was fun. Now yeah. I'm ready to settle down. <laughs> I also wanted to give my son an example show him what it's like to be in a healthy relationship and mm. you know what love looked like you know love actualized mm. right yeah. so those my focal points had changed they had shifted and uh so that's what I was praying and mm. so I remember out of nowhere the guy I was dating for like the last few months I don't know it's like I can't I really like you but the way my life is set up right now, I don't want to cheat you out of experiences, and I don't want to cheat you out of time. Mm. And so I was like, mm, okay, like, well, I, thanks for honoring your truths, <laughs> you know. Yeah. Uh, well, at least he told you. Okay. You he or, did. No, he didn't. You know, he didn't him. have he to didn't tell you like that. And so he told me. I was like, thanks for honoring your truth. And he was like, this is what I'm talking about what female, you know, going to be like, thanks for honoring your truth. They're going to be like, well, who he got and what he doing And I was like, "Listen, well, at this point that's not I'm my character. That's not <laughs> my character. You, I heard you loud and clear. You said, listen,
0: you I, one thing I know how to do is listen.
1: Right. So <laughs> I moved on from there. And so that was like in February, March, I said, well, I'm going to just focus on my house. But in the meantime, I have a friend, um, that I am working out with on a regular basis. Cause you know, this is the pandemic and, This is like right in the beginning of the pandemic. And so I'm working out with her. And when we would go for our walks, which were virtual walks, we would pray for our spouses Mm. and pray about what the experience would be. Right. And just just like speaking gratitude. Mm. So what I know is that gratitude is the catalyst that moves intentions to fruition.
0: You stay dropping these little nuggets. You going to put that in the Tiffany Renee collection too? Actually, I could. <laughs> <write>
2: that
1: down? <laughs> I'm going to write that down. Gratitude is the catalyst that moves intentions to fruition. Hmm. Manifestation is what happens in between intention and fruition. Okay. So we were just being grateful for things that had not happened yet, but things that we wanted to happen. So we would talk about it as if it was so
2: mm-hmm.
1: and pray about it as if it was so like, thank you God for my husband. Thank you God, um, for blessing every business venture, every, you know, whatever, you know, we were just speaking these things. And so we did that. And then, so in March I decided, you know what, I'm buying a house literally decided March 1st, I was buying a house. March 16th, I had, a I had an offer on a house. March May, April 16th, I was closing on that house. And then April 17th is when I connected with my current partner. Okay. And so we talked and we, you know, we talked on the app for like a month. And then we started, you know, moving, we would move off the app, talk on the phone, FaceTime, whatever, which was different, you know, for me, like, I can't believe I'm talking to this man. I ain't even met him, but I'm talking to him you know consistently mm-hmm. and then I remember my birthday was May 12th and then like on May 14th we went on our first date okay and he had been around ever since and it's been it's a been year. over oh it's been over, over a yeah. year it's oh, been yeah. over a year but um yeah so that's how it happened thanks shout out to Hinge. appreciate uh, shout you
0: shout out to, <laughs> shout out to Kiana and Jacqueline to <laughs> <laughs> uh one of the things that I guess you know we have in common, you know, obviously is our faith, but you know, this whole idea about praying intentionally, you know, but at the same time, doing the hard work, doing the, doing the work on ourselves to ensure that when you are presented with that manifestation of their spouse or anything else that you're ready to receive it. Right. Mm. And then, you know, this whole idea about out of the box thoughts and doing things outside of your norm. You I was know, out of your comfort zone I was out of your comfort zone you know you decided to go online I think I had prayed a prayer I guess when I was in my late 20s and I said Lord now let me go let me backtrack I want to just say before I get to that point I felt like in my late 20s I heard the Lord say 35 for when I would meet my spouse or get married or something I like remember that.
1: you sharing that with me
0: And I said, at the time, I was like, God, I'm in my late 20s. I don't know how old I was. I was like, that's too long, Lord. (laughs) That's too long. No. But I met my husband at 35. Wow. Yep. And so my birthday's in May. We met in September of that same year. And I said, I guess after my birthday, I said, all right, God, I'm 35 now. (laughs) (laughs)
1: let me hold you to your word let me hold you to your word right i'm
0: 35 and we met at the congressional black caucus and by the way for those who don't know is the um, cbc is in dc generally in september each year with all of the politicals and thought leaders in government and politics and economic black economic power power etc but So it was a fun time. And there are lots of men to be met. Hello? But (laughs) um, having said that, that's where we met. I met that weekend about four different guys, three to four different guys. And he
1: was the one that stuck. He also set himself apart. He did. He set himself apart. And I I do remember that. And I remember the phone call I got when we met him. And I remember the recap. (laughs) Yeah, but I had no
0: idea when we met that we would be at this point none i just thought he was some guy that i met at the conference so but i will say this when i was getting dressed to go to the event with a friend and she had slept over my house because we had to get up super early so she said she's gonna stay over so we can just hop in the car and ride over to dc and i said girl i was getting my purse she has come in my bedroom i said y'all ready you ready and i said i might you let's hurry up so i can go meet my husband i was joking i was joking like literally i was joking i promise you i was joking but i met my husband that same day
1: but you know people who are master manifestors okay honey all right people with the words
0: master manifester
1: you know i love a a good alliteration but Our master manifestors have to be intentional about what they say because it oh, will happen right I have
0: learned to be careful what I say because I know that my words have life and I know that they happen and so I gotta be
1: very careful what I say
0: and sometimes even what I think hello
1: yeah I know I definitely have to be careful what I think but, um you know so, so I say that you got to, you have to be very careful. One of the things that I remember thinking was like, God, can you take the guesswork out for me? Like, mm-hmm. I don't want to have to deal with that. Like, like when I meet the man I'm supposed to be with, he gonna know before I know. Please. And I, I used to, I used to say that all the time. Well, he gonna know before I know. He gonna know before I know. And. Um, I remember on our first date, now mind you, I had been doing all this work. I realized like I had to release like rejection and abandonment. I realized that, you know, I was so busy operating in survival mode from things that happened long time ago right Mm -hmm. I was operating survivable and so a lot of things as females what we don't realize as women what we don't realize is that you know something may have happened in our life where we had to go into survival mode to make sure we survive right to make Mm -hmm. sure we got through it but we're supposed to let that mode go once that is over Mm -hmm. and what we tend to do especially as black women is we stay in that mode not realizing that we're still in it Mm -hmm. and then we become we come to a quote unquote, soft situation, because I'm here for the soft life, right? Mm. We come into a soft situation, and we're still stuck in survival mode. And that no longer serves us. Mm. So it works against us. And so I, I'll be transparent, transparent moment, I was in still in survival mode from years, like I mean, from childhood, Mm. I was still in survival mode. And that's how I was operating. And I had been speaking this that when my partner meets me he will know before i would i would know that he would be ready that he would you know take all that mixed signal all that all of that out of the Child, equation oh don't even get me started i'm on a, that. i'm not a fan at all and so listen i remember on our first date uh shout out to pump city market rooftop we ATL. went She's... yes we went to First of all, I let him, and I'm not saying that people should do this. I let him pick me up from my house, which I never do. Well, I I could be drive me home, right? (laughs) (laughs) So first time we met, exactly. (laughs) I never, by the way, (laughs) I never do that. You know what I mean? Like I never do that because remember, I it takes a long time for you to get my trust, so I never do that. I could be dating somebody for six months, two months. They never know where I live, especially not on the first date, right? So, but I never used to do that. Mm I let him pick me up. I just broke all the, you know, I broke the rules, my own rules that I had made. And so I let him pick me up. And when I remember getting in the car, I said, you know, this is a trust exercise, right? Mm -hmm. And so he says like, well, since it's a trust exercise, can I change this, change where we're going? So I'm like, "Uh, okay. So we go to this rooftop and we're having a good time. And uh, it was just like so many different things, which I like to call God giving me a glimpse. Mm. God, so, so god glimpse mm-hmm. uh my um my person chevy always says oh god just giving you a glimpse you know so uh, god gave me a glimpse and it was like little small things like at the top of, on that rooftop is like all these carnival games so he was playing like skee-ball and he had won and something that we had said like we were talking about our vices on the on the drive there like what's your vice mm-hmm, mm-hmm. uh and i don't know about y'all but krispy kreme is a vice for me. <laughs> Donuts. Oh, really. Donuts is a vice. Like, I can't just eat one. So I said, Donuts, and said, whatever. Like, so he won the skee ball against these strangers that we don't know. He won. And so the lady's like, Oh, pick out your prize. We turn around, and the prize is a unicorn. Remember the unicorn statement? Yeah. God, in the shape of a donut. Oh, my. And so, like, he was like, Look at that. And I was like, Oh, wow. So of course I got that. But So when the the evening was winding down and the rooftop looks over the city. And so Mm -hmm. we're looking over the skyline, which is really beautiful. And he says to me, wow, do you feel that? I'm like, feel what? (laughs) And he's like, he's like, there's like connection or there's something, you know, there's like a connection between, like, I feel energy with us. And me being in survival mode and also in protect mode, used to fighting for everything that I've needed or that I wanted to hold on to, mm. I say, Hmm, well, you know, my guards are still very much up. So you said that I, pro- to him. I probably don't feel what you feel. <laughs> <laughs> and And I said that. And at the moment when I said it, I said I, it. I'm but I was surprised looking back at away that. From
0: you. Looking
1: of, back at that, I was like, girl, girl, I'm saying it now. Girl. Thank God that's for that's, Jesus because he kind of walked away from me like this Jesus cray, <laughs> You know, right. If he wasn't in tune, you know, and what I what I later found out was that like he was very much in tune, like I wasn't the only spiritual person there that night, you know. Okay. And so he was in tune and and he, reacted so like what I wasn't used to okay. and he said to me he kind of chuckled and he said okay you are still you're a little you're you're apprehensive and scared is what he said he said you're scared so you take your time I'll wait for you
0: mm. and I was just like did he son you
1: he sent me in the most the softest loving way he was like but he told me he was like I know what I know what I feel I know I know what I'm feeling so you take the time you need I'm gonna wait on the ledge for you and he did my
0: my my I like and that he, and he oh, did my. And, and, and I mean like you should have did him like Whitley did in that episode come in daddy <laughs>
1: I didn't, it I just, <laughs> I just was like, okay, whatever. Like I just struggled it off. And when I went home that night, I kept replaying that scene. Cause yeah, I was one disappointed replay. in myself. I was disappointed in myself, but I could not stop hearing what he said. And I was just like, oh wow. Like, and that's what made me realize like, girl, why are you? surviving you don't need to survive right now just thrive just you know just thrive like you know and I always say like he this is a calm love right it's Mm. a calm love it's a very peaceful calm it's 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 fulfilling and it's and it's and it's spontaneous but it is calm and that was different for me
0: but one thing I know about you I think that moment (laughs) when he gave you those words for you, you need someone who can spin those words just as well as you can. You know what I mean? <laughs> he 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 checked you in the way that you would check somebody else, and I think that my girl need that little time. What,
1: what the what the Joe Scott said? What? If you can't tell me what to do, you can't tell me what to do. But if you can tell me what to do, you can tell me what to do. <laughs> and you like mm, okay. And what I, the crazy thing, what I said to him was later on, I said, you made me pay attention. Yeah,
0: exactly. And that's what exactly you know, what I'm saying.
1: You made me pay attention. Like when you speak, I listen mm-hmm. and I'm used to being in charge, right? I'm used to being in charge and I'm used to being in control. And what he said to me is the problem you're having is that you're not in control.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And he was like, and you're used to being in control.
0: Yeah.
1: And once you realize that you can't control this, we will be fine.
0: Oh, my. Checker. I'm liking it. And I was just like,
1: it was the way he talked to me. Oh, my. If you can tell me what to do, you can tell me what to do. (laughs) And he was right, though. He was right. And he used to say, but you don't know what you want yet. I know what I want. I'm clear on what I want. Let's see. Let's run that back real quick
0: because... <laughs> I'm pausing because it's tough out here. I'm hmm. pausing for the lady, the woman who the girl who like he ain't married me yet, he ain't make a decision about me, whatever the case is, like I'm pausing because when a man knows he knows, and if it's taking him do rain said let let you know what he wanted first date basically do let you know what he wanted first date so i'm just pausing in this moment to kind of reflect like if you gotta figure it out and if he not level setting with you right away to and to and what i mean by right away it could take him a few months few days few weeks or, or even a year or so to kind of figure it out but they know and if you in that relationship and it's been two three four five years and they still don't know what they want to do with you I got a whole problem with that because I ain't about that because I think I, I recently on um, one of my episodes um, recently talked with um, Kayla Walter about faith-driven singleness and financial planning and in our conversation got we talked about decision making <laughs> and, and making those decisions and i just wanted to pause in that moment to kind of like sit in that for a minute because when a man know they know like my husband said I, we when we he told me like literally when you find what you're looking for you stop looking facts right.
1: see it's the surety for me
0: it's it's the it's certainty the... a okay. surety <laughs> Like, and the clarity, like for he, me,
1: <laughs> he was
0: very clear.
1: It's so like, he, yeah, so like he was very clear. He was very sure. And that had been the first time, like it had got to the point where I was like, tell him, like, I don't know if I said it to you or another friend. I was like, girl, I think I'm the toxic one. he <laughs> like, oh, was Lord. just like, wait, what, what happened? Like I, I, the toxic one. And so, you know, I've experienced situations where there was no, there was no certainty. There was no assurity. There was no clarity. Mm-hmm. And, and I mean, I'm not knocking it. I learned a lot from those situations, right? Yeah, for sure. Cause nothing is wasted. Nothing. I learned a lot from th- those situations. However,
0: however, period, comma,
1: however, comma, comma. <laughs> however, comma, on I the other apl- side, I applied what I had learned from those situations. Right. Mm-hmm. I applied, And the crazy thing is I remember telling someone that I was dealing with um, be- right before, like right before I met him, I was saying to them, because I mean, I was dating in the short sense of the word. Like, I believe that dating is when you date multiple people, yeah. you know, to see which one you want to build with. So it's a clarity for me. It was the certainty. uh, And I've been in situations where there there was no clarity. There was no certainty. There was nothing I could be sure about, you know, Mm -hmm. um, outside of that moment that we were in, in that moment. But I had changed, again, changed my perspective. I had changed my mindset and Mm -hmm. I had decided, I remember telling a guy like, listen, when when the man finds me, who's willing to give me what you give me and what I want that's what I'm going that's the direction in which I'm going mm-hmm. you know and you know I remember I'm saying like that did never happen oh like that would never happen where I, I wouldn't you know I would just cut them off and go with somebody else you know and I'm mm-hmm. like okay well, you you wait and see like, <laughs> you know because that's I had made up my mind what I wanted and I wasn't sure before And then I started becoming very sure of and clear of what, what I wanted clear enough to write it down, clear Mm -hmm. enough to pray it clear enough to be grateful for it. And it hadn't even happened yet. Mm. So when this man, and and so just to be, to be clear, our first date was way after we had been talking for a while,
2: Mm.
1: like we were, we were communicating for a while before we had a date, you know? So it was over like maybe, maybe two months, you know, it was over sometime, maybe a month and a half we had been talking. Mm -hmm. So when he came in, so it was like, okay, I get to see him in person and he's so sure. And it was intimidating because I'm used to being the, I'm used to being the sure one. I'm used to being the lion, you know, Mm -hmm. and now this man is telling me it's something about and I know people I know this is a touchy subject like being submissive and all that kind of stuff that's super touchy for everyone gets hypersensitive about that word but you know submission doesn't mean you're being told what to do no submission doesn't mean that uh whatever you want sir (laughs) whoo 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 that's you know that's 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 a form of submission but that's not what it means for me it's when you talk I listen Mm-hmm. or I shut up. You know what I mean? Like, I want to hear what you have to say too. Yeah. You know, I don't just want to hear myself. And he did that for me. Um. And I mean, he still does that for me. So, you know, I don't know. I think it's very, and, and I know you, you've known me for years now.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And I'm sure that my other friends, when they hear this will be like, OMG, that girl must be in love because <laughs> I am super private. Mm-hmm. and I don't talk about my relationships like I remember when I introduced him to my mom she FaceTimed my sister in front of him and says I met Tiffany's boyfriend and my <laughs> sister says oh he does exist oh my <laughs> <laughs> Why well, he is right there and he, you know he laughs I mean his the work he does he travels a lot um and, you know, he's a businessman. So that's what happens. But yeah, so my, you know, so they're like, I had a friend like, you, you got to be in love because I don't think you ever introduced anyone outside of your ex-husband to your family. And I know you ain't been over there by yourself. Like, I know, <laughs> like, no, you, you know what I'm like? Eh, yeah. Uh, my son, when my son met him, my son was like, shout out to you and dapped him up and was like, you, you the first boyfriend that I ever met. Oh my goodness. That's well, a I
0: mean, <laughs> it must be something serious. So let's, let's kind of talk about, you know, the Girl Go Global podcast. And we talk, we around here talking about faith. We talking about strategy. We talking about courage and grit to manifest our lives. And so I want to just talk about really quickly what it feels like to have manifested what you wanted. So for me, it's a breath of f- fresh air and I'm like totally relieved that I all the tears I cried were worth it to get what I believe is a match up from heaven yes so match up li- from heaven listen so <laughs> like I feel like I've been in a what do you call a, what do they call it in those those countries where you get your your match your your placement for your mate um (laughs) you know what are they called I don't even remember what it's called but you know I feel like like it was just pre-arranged yeah arranged (laughs) kind of like a kingdom pre-arranged marriage from the Lord because you know it just kind of effortlessly kind of came together And I remember this one time this lady prayed for me at like a woman's conference I was at. And I I had just gone through a breakup and she pulled me off to the side and she said, and she kind of read me, if you will, saw into my life. And she said, the Lord says it doesn't have to be that hard. I said, I would have
1: lost it right there.
0: (laughs) Oh, and I did. And I did. She said, it it doesn't have to be that hard. And another thing she told me is the men you are dating are beneath you. Oh, my. Mm. <laughs> mm. That's, so, a reality That's a reality check. Man, chart. so what I was trying to make work, trying to force anything. I, I have to say for me, it was the lack of force for me. It was the, you know, ease of it all for me, because I know people believe in struggle love. I know people believe that they have to you know, put in a lot of work to make a relationship work. And I understand, and I'm not saying that you don't, but I'm what I'm talking about is to kind of get together, make it all these hardships and, you know, argument. I mean, for me, obviously in relationships, there are challenges, you know, you coming together, different personalities. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm not talking about those things that are a given. I'm just talking about the coming together of two people for a relationship, and if you bring God into the mix, he can give you instructions for how to learn your your spouse or your significant other in ways that make it work with God
1: is the three strand cord in that relationship. you said something you said something agreed and you said something that was really important to me, especially when manifesting praying about this relationship before I even knew who it was going to be with was I focused on flow. I wanted something that would flow. Mm. Nothing that I had to force. Like, I didn't want to do that. Like I've, I've been in those forces before and mm, that can mean multiple things, but <laughs> I've been in that before, you know, and I just wanted something to flow. And, you know, like it was just key things that was coming up. Like when I say, he's like, well, then you say you wanted a relationship that would flow you didn't want anything that you had to force I'm like I did say that He's like, okay well then flow you know like mm-hmm. stuff like that and so I think that's I think you hit the nail on the head like it there was a certain level of ease mm, there was a certain, good. certain softness to it you know yeah
0: I don't know what other people's testimonies or thoughts are on it out there but for me I ain't with that, with that struggle love. And I don't mean, well, what I mean by struggle love is, uh, let me, let me caveat. I, I understand building, building financially, building legacy and all of that. But I'm just talking about just arguments, fussing, fighting, y'all not seeing eye to eye, you bumping heads, you're like all in water. That's what I'm talking about.
1: But you um, said something really important struggle. So, what I've learned over the last few years, and this is recent, like recent learned, right? struggling is unnecessary. Hmm. And what do you mean by that, Tiffany? Right. Struggle is unnecessary. We choose to, we're choosing to struggle. Like if we just go along with what is flowing, there won't be a struggle. So Mm. that means that it may be you letting go of someone or something. Mm. If we just go along with that, we won't experience the struggle. Mm -hmm. It's when we hold on to it because we think we know what's best and what's, you know, the greatest for our greatest good, which that's not true. We all know that. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I've learned for me, struggling is unnecessary. Now I'm not, don't confuse struggling with challenges because mm-hmm. challenges come right. Life is ebb and flow, mm-hmm. but struggling is unnecessary because if you just go with the flow of a thing, mm-hmm. then you won't have to struggle when you're struggling, you're going against the flow, the blessings of the Lord
0: make of rich and add of no sorrow. I'm going to leave that right there. Okay. But the manifestation, when I think about the manifestation of all that I pray for, when it comes to a spouse, it's just kind of relieving. I'm thankful every day to that. God have blessed me with what I pray for and that I had the courage to say, yes, I had the courage to wait for the man that, I, that the guy had designed for me and I'm thankful that I had the courage to do the work, to do the work to prepare to be a wife. Particularly because I am an ambitious woman. I, you know, I'm, you know, professional. You know, I'm. I've I've acquired a lot of things prior to being married, and so for me. You know, the this, this, this stereotype says or the, the, the social construct says that, you know, after 35, <laughs> you know, you might not be able to have those things. But I'm a testimony to, to those out there who are waiting for someone that they want to marry, that it can happen the Lord specifically told me in my 20s that 35, it would happen for whatever reason, I don't know. But we also got to remember when we are dating that we also got to pray for our spouse because while we may be ready, they might not be ready for whatever reason. It could be tons of reasons why they are not ready. So you are not in a relationship by yourself. So if 35 was my appointed time, as the word says, that was my appointed time for that, that, that season of my life, you know, I can't go against what God says, and I just got to wait on it. But it could be, it could have been for a number of reasons. It could have been because He needed to be at a certain place in His life so He could come to this event and so that we could meet. You know what I mean? We have to take an account for so many things, you know, because I think sometimes women say, Oh, I want to be married by a certain time. But why they, while I want to point out that, okay, you might be ready by that time, but are they so? And then you might not, you might
1: think you are ready. You might think you ready yeah, and don't I thought be ready. I was,
0: was going to be ready in my twenties,
1: but now nah, I would have messed all of that up. Yeah. Cause you got to look did you, did you have enough self-love to, in order to love someone else? Like, let's start, you know, like I love, you know, marriage is, you know, it's cool if that's what you want, right. It's cool. If that's what yeah. your, if that's what your, your desire is, yes. I shouldn't say want. Want depicts a, a, a lack if you desire, right. If mm-hmm. you desire, um then that's cool. But everybody, that's not, that's not what everybody wants. So if you do want it, you have to make sure that you are ready. What does that mean? Like that you have enough self-love for yourself. You have enough love in yourself and for yourself that you have extra to give to someone else.
2: Mm.
1: All right. People be trying to jump into relationships and they want somebody to love them and they don't really love themselves. (laughs) <laughs> and, and they don't really love themselves, or yeah. they don't even make. They don't even know what makes them happy because they're not really sure about it. Right, you don't so, be happy by yourself. That's one thing and I'm really people can't doing. make you happy.
0: That will not fail every time.
1: But yeah, it, they can add to your happiness, but for they sure. can't make you. That's not their responsibility. That's a that's a personal work. Right, and so I think you know people get that twisted. Also, like you know, I started doing what I wanted to be done for me for myself. Mm. So I love fresh flowers. So, what part of my self love journey was once a week, I was buying myself fresh flowers. Mm-hmm. Like, I had a couple of friends who so like, You go to your Trader Joe's yet to get your flowers? You yeah. go to Trader Joe's, to get your flowers. So, I would buy myself flowers. I would take myself, even if I was uncomfortable with it, out to dinner mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. those are the things that I wanted. And, dating you know, yourself dating myself, getting to know myself. So, when someone could approach me and be like, You don't know what you want. that would not be true or so you know (laughs) and so you got to think about those things and I just think about all of the work that I did on self before I started focusing on someone else Mm -hmm. like I did internal stuff first so that I can show up externally and I think that really helped the other thing is I mean the last podcast we talked and I said like you know I have my break my birthday prayers Mm. A year before that, my prayer was God blow my mind. Mm. And in one season, I got the house that I desired, the partner I desired. Say so. And the and the bis- the expansion of my business that I desired.
0: Come on here, Moni it.
1: Talk about blow my mind. You know, mm-hmm, you you mm-hmm. gotta be candid and you gotta be, you gotta be transparent about what you want and be clear. You got to be clear and so I think that's where you know my, stem, my manifestation which is the work that I did what I spoke over things to, to get me to the fruition of what I intended like that was a full-blown hard work operation you know what I mean <laughs> like you know like I i put in work I put in work and I started having the hard conversations with myself and I think a lot of us, those are the hardest conversations to have yeah. Is what you have for yourself. We want to make it someone else's responsibility and hold someone else yeah. accountable. Part of my work that I did to manifest what outside of what God did, you know, because God put some super on the natural. However, what I did was I did the work on self and had the hard conversations with self and address some of the hard things that I needed to with myself. Yeah. Before I can even bring anybody else because mm-hmm. if you if you got mess, that mess is going to spill over and even if it was a good thing, it can make it more challenging because you refuse to acknowledge and deal with. So mm-hmm. I think we have to really when we talking about all these good things and we're talking about what we desire and things of that nature, we also want to desire to be whole. Whole spiritually, whole emotionally whole physically
2: mm-hmm. and
1: that takes work tons that takes work so that when you do meet that person or, or your past finally do cross that you are ready to receive you and i both know you have to be a certain jasmine a tiffany 2.0 or whatever it is Screw in order it. to receive certain blessings because yeah. they'll be too heavy for you to hold yeah and then yeah. you can mess it all up you know you could just you know what they say throw your pearl to the swine yeah so this
0: has been so good. Uh, we've been talking. I've been talking with my co-host today, Miss Tiffany Renee. Uh, we've been talking about love relationships and this whole idea about how we let our husbands find oh, us. You, oh, you prophesied. And manifest <laughs> us. And manifest the relationship that we wanted. You know, but you're standing right in in the midst of the fruit, the prayer and the revelation of what you prayed. And so I'm so super excited about what's to come for you. Um, I'm three years into marriage and being happily married. We survived the pandemic and some other things you know, recently. So congratulations stronger than ever. Um, yeah. How about that? Cause some people did not make it out of the pandemic and I think <laughs> they it, came it's...
1: out with COVID free and without a spouse. <laughs> how about that? Right. I think, and I think the other thing is, it's good to, you know, I don't tell everybody in my business. I got a few select good girlfriends that I could talk about these things with, right. Um, because your friends are for different things. Uh, But if you don't have a good girlfriend to talk to about these things, pick up a book. And um, I think Heart Rhythms is a really good book. So if you haven't read that book, go ahead. And if for nothing else, the stories are good, honey. The stories
0: are good. Yes, (laughs) honey. Heart Rhythm, surviving Singleness with Faith, Know-How, and Grit is available anywhere books are sold. And I'll be so excited to have you let me know how you enjoy the book when you do purchase. Write me a review or reach out to me um, via my website or info at jasminelemorris.com. I love to hear about what you thought about what you read. So having said that, this has been the Girl Go Global podcast where faith and works are inspired. I've had with me my co-host today, Miss Tiffany Renee. We talked about relationships. We talked about love. We talked about how we, we healed and manifested the, the love's in our lives not the loves of our lives because god is the only love of my life but the love in my life we talked about how we manifested those things and we will be back very very soon miss tiffany will be back and i look forward to continuing to heal grow and learn with you all because we are embracing our multi-layered lives with faith know-how and grit talk soon go global girl